0: What the is fan sets podcast going to really do? Like, we're not going show by show.
1: No, we're just going to talk about like what the current events are in the in the fish world. Yeah, but but
0: but and like I heard this fucking crazy ass tweezer the other day. Mm
1: -hmm. Which one?
0: Recommend to go listen for all the listeners out there.
1: Yeah. And how did it how did it feel? How did it make you feel?
0: Dude, it just see the beautiful thing about the live fish radio button. Uhhuh. Is it just surfaces
1: It's like the randomizer.
0: Randomizer. Yeah. Okay. And you know, I was listening in the car. I'm
1: trying to pull it up. You can't remember exactly what what tweezer it was of the... uh, I think it was Alpharetta,
0: Georgia, 18. Hmm. Verizon Amphitheater. August 3rd, 18. Tweezer.
1: Those are some well-esteemed shows.
0: Oh, are they? Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, it just... Like, the tweezer just happened, and it wasn't like your straightforward tweezer. They were doing all sorts of zigging and zagging, and it was amazing. And it wasn't like deep, 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 you know? I know what you mean. Like... It was like jazzy or it was like there was all sorts of other stuff going on. It was actually it was
1: sick. Like it wasn't the, like a shreddy tweeze. The you length know? of a jam doesn't necessarily make it a good jam. There are many moments. This being
0: my favorite band in the universe and no place I'd rather be than at a show. But there are many moments in the middle of a long jam where I'm waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Maybe. You know when they just slip into that like comfortable That, like, space where they're trying to make something happen next. Like, I don't like that. And that adds to the length. Like, length of jam does not equal excellence at all. Supposedly, the Karini from that same night is also very good. Yeah. I think I looked it up. I think the Karini, and there's, like, maybe a stash, too, that hits. The jam uh, jam chart. Jam
1: chart. So, like, who's the administrator of the jam chart? Like, what... Who picks... Like anybody can add anything to the jam chart, right? I think so. Like if I was like, Man, this is the best gumbo of all time, but it's only like <laughs> six or seven minutes, I could add it to the jam chart. Yeah, but I think you gotta write like a heady like review. a heady, some heady review. I like reading the reviews on Fish.net sometimes. Really? Yeah. They're all the same. No, they're not. Like there's there's people on there who take them very seriously. Oh yeah, they're serious people, but they're <laughs> yeah. still all the same. Well they're not all the same. I think there's a few different categories. Like, there's the people who go on and they only talk about the music. Right. Right. And they give their, like, ratings on all the highlights or every specific show song that was played that night. Yeah. Compared to what? Just, like, their own experience. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then the second category, which is actually the one that I really enjoy, is... Like, where they sometime. talk about the Chompers? When they talk about their own personal experience at the show. Yeah, like they got a hot dog. Their story. <laughs> yeah. I got a hot dog and, and there was my like my a stomach. spinner and then like during Slave I, I was the guy who was farting in section 117. If anyone like, smelled it, oh, hit me up on all all TikTok. These people, <laughs> I was like looking around and everybody was just like gagging. Yeah. And then after the show I went out into the lot and like I saw this girl. It's almost like uh you know, like some missed connections on uh, right. Like, on hit Craigs- me up, <laughs> Craigslist. Like, if you, you have... have like a quilted, if you had a quilted skirt on, yeah. near that tank right. by the blue car. Exactly. Hit me up. Here's my phone number. <laughs> Call me. I mean, there are some timeless classics in those reviews, wow. and I, I don't have any noted right now. But uh, almost every show of the last, like I'd say, twenty years. Okay, that's a lot of shows. Yeah. There's like You're somebody who, who decided to take it upon themselves to tell their own personal story. Like, yeah. why isn't there like a an Instagram account that just has like highlights from there should be. Fish.net reviews. <laughs> Anybody's listening to this Fantast. and they're looking to really make a name for themselves in uh FanSets. In just fish post misconnections. <laughs> you could hit the
0: fish.net. All you gotta do is screenshot it. And highlight it. Exactly. And you're good. And just make reels. Make just reels or misconnections. Or would you
1: read it? Re- like like uh, narrate it? Yeah, like narrate the reel. That's like read a, it. That's not a bad idea either. You know? Mm. And just like put together a whole cap cut. You know? Like with all these images. What about that Instagram account with the uh, this day in fish story? The one with the tickets, yeah, but they don't always post tickets. like they mm. they sometimes they post pictures. I wonder, I always am curious about how legitimate those pictures are. like are they from the day? Is it actually from that day? And if it is actually, they are all actually from that day, like, where's the archive that this guy or girl or person is uh, pulling it from? because I'd like to have a look at that. I mean, like, I remember the other day, it was, like, New Orleans or something like that. And there was a random picture. Like, I think Mike was wearing, like, parachute pants. And <laughs> I was like, how did he find this picture? Or is this just, like, a believable photo that anybody who looked at is like, yeah, that's definitely from New Orleans in February of 1990, whatever. I don't have a good answer for you. I know, I'm just thinking out loud, like, you know, airing my questions about the fish-averse. The one I love is Fish Stubs. Fish Stubs. Yeah, super
0: small account, real niche. <laughs> oh. 669 followers. And he's just got
1: a stub for every show. Stub for every fucking show. I've got It's
0: the, st- a, it's the best.
1: Like, I, <laughs> I've got the stub for every show that I ever went to.
0: I know, but where does this guy get these shows? Like, look at this. This is my first show. You I would know? say Google Images. Because <laughs> I... Yeah, but he's got them on construction paper. His setup is he lays it on construction paper. And I don't know, you know, obviously you can do magic on the internet and make it look, but it looks legit. It looks like he has all these stubs. So... Like, they're all on construction paper, see?
1: Yeah. I think he's... Like they the don't internet. look like
0: they're they don't no no they don't look like they're photoshopped.
1: Hmm.
0: Like eleven thirty ninety seven Worcester night three. Like I don't even know what night three was, but that was a run of the century.
1: So like when I was I don't know fifteen or sixteen years old, I decided to save every ticket stub that I ever had for every show I ever went to, and looking back at it, it was actually a great maneuver. But, like, after, you know, 20-plus years of collecting these ticket subs and putting them in, like, a file folder, I didn't know what to do with them. So Might I started, uh, started putting them on a Bristol board. All in chronological order. And there were some that, in fact, I was missing. You know, like, the night night that I got, like, you know, spun to the moon, lost my ticket, or, like... Stuck in the rain, and the ticket like disintegrated in my pocket because I was just so wet. So then I did go to Google to fill in those holes. And oh, you just printed them? I just printed them. Mm. And like in the giant menagerie collage of tickets, you can't really tell. Mm. You know, I just printed them to the proper size, and uh, they fit right in. FYI. Yeah, I have about
0: 20, 30% of my tickets. And the most annoying ones was that that intermediate like two thousand like my two thousand and three two thousand two New Year's ticket. There's like a sheet of paper, you know, like an eight and a half by eleven ticketmaster sheet of paper.
1: Well, that does did start sucking. when Like it was, that's an epic. It show. And
0: it's just like eight and a half by eleven, like with red ticketmaster logo.
1: So the other thing I did do was buy some stubs off of eBay.
0: Like I wonder if that's what this guy does. You
1: can do it for sure. You can buy every almost every stub or you set your alerts, you know? There's people out there selling everything and anything on eBay. You could probably even get specific about your ticket stubs you want to buy on eBay. Like ones that are all crumply. Ones that are mint. There's so many good fish Instagram accounts I'm pretty sure I bought like a ticket stub for one night in um, New Year's in Miami in 2003 because the PTBMs were like a, if you put them all next to each other, they created one image, but I Mm -hmm. didn't have the PTBM for one night. So I needed to replace that for the Ticketmaster version that I had with the PTBM ticket to complete the image on my menagerie.
0: You know what's cute. I'm looking at some of these tickets from like 97, 98, 99. There's hole punches in some of them. Remember when they used to hole punch your ticket too? Like depending on the venue, just to like really you know, cuz they didn't have
1: such things scanner or Well they ripped they ripped they, 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 rip, rip, rip. they,
0: they ripped the stub. Yeah. But some I'm noticing some of
1: them have little punchers on them. Why do you think they did punchers? Was it like courtesy to like the customer to keep their fancy ticket or no, they're missing
0: the end too. So oh. I don't
1: know. It must have just been like
0: you know used to stub people down. I don't know. Maybe it was it was a floor ticket. It's a jet ge- This is a general admission. Maybe but you know. It's
1: probably because they got like a wristband.
0: Yeah, they probably got like a GA wristband and then they punched punched, the punched it so you couldn't get more wristbands.
1: Yeah. One point oh one oh one.
0: One point oh one oh one. Look at these tickets, man! There are some great tickets. These guys are the best. If you had to pick Clifford ball, old school, like, you know, 1.0 ticket, skinny little fucking Clifford ball ticket. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Camping. Clifford ball. Camping ticket. Wow.
1: Wow. I wasn't at Clifford ball. Look. I got that. Yeah. Me too. Mine's mint. Mine's? Mine's mint. I don't know what mine is. Because like you only had to use it at the door, at the gate. And then you never had to show it again, right? It was in your car. We're talking about the big Cypress, uh, fancy yeah. fan boat, fancy. orange and blue, the best vertical ticket stub. That, um, but one thing about Big Cypress that did kind of bother me was that the art, like lame, lame. Like there's no good. There's poster. no art. There's no poster. I don't even the know. The T-shirts there they made were actually really good. I have they, they made no really good t shirts for Big Cypress, but there was no good poster.
0: $150. For admission. Wow. Three nights. You can't even call them nights. Three adventures. 150 bucks. That's pretty crazy. Dude, that's a long time ago, but like, wow. And like 85,000 people there. Wow. Includes camping, parking, and here comes the sun. You know what's really interesting? Look at this ticket for a second. What do you remember about seven a.m. that night, the
1: morning? Here comes the sun.
0: Well, yeah, but like, don't you remember the sun like coming up and like the sky changing colors like three different times and all that? And like, look at the ticket. The ticket is literally. They I guess it's a sunset. It's a sunset. Okay, well, a, I'll tell you, I don't know. I don't know if,
1: who else saw this on the sunset on December 31st, 1999. Or not even the sunset. sunset. It, was like, it was like the low, like the late afternoon set that yeah, they the played. Yeah, af, the after midnight set. Okay. The not actually after midnight set, but right, the, the pre- set. The pre-midnight. With after midnight. Right, and it was a long set, right? It started at like, what, 4 in the afternoon, 4.30? I don't know, but the energy was palpable. Anyway, there was only one cloud in the sky okay. during that set that I saw, okay. and it was like this giant column cloud behind the stage, and mm-hmm. behind that was the sun. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like perfectly placed because you didn't need sunglasses, even though the sun was setting behind the stage, because there was this giant cloud with like rays of the sun poking through in all different directions. Did anybody else see that? Hit me up on Instagram if you did. At we'll, fan sets. We'll put a poll. We'll put a poll on the uh on the site. I mean it was just like very uh special sunset, the last one of the millennium, you know, with this crazy cloud and a band. No recollection of that. No, eh? It ticket,
0: hundred and thirty seven bucks. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean it was only two days.
0: Right, right, okay.
1: And it probably cost him a lot less to just set up in limestone again. You know, it was like plug and play. Yeah, they'd already been there. How many times? Three times. Three, four. Hard to keep track. Was Clifford Ball in limestone? No. Great Went was in limestone. Uh, Lemon, Lemon Wheel, Wheel was Loring. Yeah. Uh, and it Oswego
0: was, not was in Oswego. Limestone. Obviously, the
1: ball was Plattsburgh, New York. Right, that's not Limestone, Maine. No, those are two different places. But the best festival of all, the best location for any festival they've ever done, mm-hmm. is India. India. Oh shit! And I know there's like so many like uh. East Coast fish heads <laughs> who people from the East Coast who love fish, you know. And I guarantee you that any one of you that came to California for that Festival 8. Best time. Instead of being all butthurt about having to travel all the way across the country to the West Coast. Mm -hmm. Every one of you is like begging and hoping and pleading for them to do another festival Mm -hmm. in Indio. Because it was literally like the incarnation of a thousand barefoot children outside dancing on a perfectly manicured lawn. Polo field. Outside at nine o'clock at night, 74 degrees out, and there was no need for a sweater Mm -mm. or shoes Mm -mm. or a hat. Palm trees lit up from underneath. Like just good vibes. Mountains. And at the same time, I was thrilled. That very few people came from the East Coast because there was so much room. Yeah, you could literally anywhere minus like right in front of Tray, where people were just piling up to get <laughs> whatever beads of sweat would could potentially fall onto their face. Any anywhere else, you could literally stand with your arms full length out and helicopter. Oh, yeah. All my photos from there, random photos, yeah, are of
0: tons of room and we're close.
1: Yeah. Like we I, were
0: Mike's side most of the time, but like cl- close. Not I remember, right in front of the stage, I remember when close. party
1: time started. We were like maybe 60 yards back from the stage and party time started and I was actually surprised how few people there were in front of us was, and we just like kind of walked right, space. right up to the stage almost and mm-hmm. there was still tons of space. Like everybody was just spread out. You know, but was, the way that... The stage was set up that mic
0: side was empty. For some I don't know if it, I don't know what was happening over there. I think there. it's
1: because most people were coming in we came from, in the other from way from like page tray side and we That was the whole in.
0: field was page tray side.
1: Right. P- page side. Yeah. Yeah. And we came in the back from the other side. Yeah. Because that's where we were uh, housed. But and that's the other thing about Indio now. Mm, 10 years later, how many years later? 14 years later. Mm,
0: all Airbnbs.
1: All Airbnbs and the amount of housing that has been built in oh, yeah. that region has probably tripled. You get a house with a pool just splash
0: around all day, and, and you're go basically to a show. walking distance. Yeah, to no tents, no RVs, no nothing. It's the best. They need to do it in India again. Dude. Oh, every. Okay. I mean,
1: hopefully, one of them retires to Palm Springs one day well, and just be like, "You guys come to me, man. Come on." <laughs> you saw Mike Page is all re- the people- Page is ready to go play golf in in Palm Springs for the next twenty years. I'm sure. I mean, remember they did that golf New Year's? Whose idea was that? I'm definitely Paige. Definitely Paige. <laughs> no know? one else plays like, golf. Who else is, you know, dying to play Iron Man? Nobody. No, in Garden Party. Um,
0: I mean, Gordon was just in Palm Springs and Joshua Tree.
1: Right, the entire scouting,
0: But not really scouting because they know exactly where they would do it already and they've already done it. So I don't know what he was doing. But, like, everyone, I saw people be like, Indio.
1: Indio, yeah, the Integratron. I don't know much about it, but supposedly it's an incredible experience. Going in there and taking acid and being freaked the fuck out. I guess. We well, can pick back up. Yeah, let's wrap it. We're wrapping up. Wrap it. All right, play the uh, play the wrap up music. The outro. The outro. And. Uh, See you next week.